0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Tell me a secret. I don't just want to know about any secret of yours. I want to know about one special secret.
2: Host Reverend Arlene and my business partner, Reverend Javier Bailey, who's going to be on with me a little bit later is just running a little bit behind, but I'm going to go ahead and get started. And tonight we are um, One Love, One Connection, One Us presents Controlling Relationships. And I, I want to preface this by saying generally we generally talk about relationships of an intimate nature, but understand that. Um, controlling relationships can go beyond just, um, it could be a part of your friendships, a uh, part of your business dealings, things of that nature, but we are going to go in on that a little bit later. But first, before we get started, we are going to get prayed in. And this particular prayer is the Lord's Prayer that is sung in Aramaic um, by Thomas Shalar Walker. And if you find that you like this prayer, uh, he also does prayers in Aramaic and other prayers in Aramaic. And he actually has an album coming out uh, pretty soon. And if you are interested, make sure that you friend him on
1: Facebook. Near, <speaking in foreign language> i
0: And have you. That's me.
3: It's me. It's me in the flesh, alive and kicking.
2: <laughs> and just for that, here's some applause.
0: Oh well, thank <laughs>
2: you. Much too kind. You're much too kind. Thank you. Thank you. So
3: much. I love you all. Love you all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so, um, what all that's happened so far is that I've gotten us prayed in, and we are going to talk about controlling relationships. So, um, what I'm going to, you know, I did when I was doing a little bit of research about about um, controlling relationships. Much mm-hmm. of the information that's out there seems to be geared towards people who are coupled together. But mm-hmm. I just want, to, I want people to know that this can go beyond just, you know, your relationships with uh, your, your, uh, somebody that you are in a rela- you know intimate relationship with. But it can go beyond that, and it can go as far as your friends, your family, work, business it just shows up a little bit differently. And I guess you can say that the ways of dealing with all of those situations um, really does come down to, again, uh, setting your boundaries of what you find acceptable. But um, I am going to talk a quick moment about the 20 signs, uh, 20 signs that your partner is controlling. Now, this uh, information comes from psychology today, and you can find it online and what the number one way to tell if your partner is controlling is if you if you are being isolated from your friends and family oh and no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That seems to be the number one thing. Um, or at least it comes up in the top two uh, top two um, things that are dangerous patterns that they talked about um, when it comes to isolating your friends. And one of the reasons why a person who is controlling you do this is so that, you know, you are no longer... You don't have any foundation with the people who have always been there for you. And the idea is for them to, I guess you could say, have you be more centered on them and focused on them and have them as your form of support. Um, And what they'll try to do is they will try to turn you against Anyone that you're relying on for support besides them, and their goal is to strip you of uh, your support network and and, uh, ultimately your strength. So if you find yourself in that particular situation, you may want to head in the opposite direction. Do you you have any comments about that, Reverend Harvey?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm taking it all in, and this is what I'm thinking. You know, you're talking about controlling, and, you know, they isolate you from your family. It just kind of makes me think of Goldie. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. I'm that Negro in the alley with the baseball bat, baby.
2: I'm <laughs> I'm your
0: all-there-is. <laughs> So basically what you're saying is
3: stay away from people with pimp mentalities.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So
2: maybe in, maybe in your, maybe in your friendships, um, Probably show up as the, the person, you know, constantly, you know, trying to to dig in and 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 pull you away from uh, pull you away from your friends, uh, other friends other than them. So right, just to give an idea of of how it would show up in in a friendship situation, or even with your family members, if you know. Um, I I know that (laughs) I've seen this I've actually heard about it Uh, I haven't Mm -hmm. witnessed it myself But I've even heard about it In terms of uh, um, A mother-son Relationship Where the mother um, You know um, (laughs) uh, Well uh, I'll give you a little backdrop Uh, There's a friend of mine who who had has been having trouble with her marriage for a number of years now, and one of the things that she talked about was that you know she had she had put him out she had put him out because you know she he wasn't really living up to um what she felt should be the expectations of what a man's role is, you know, being being a you know being a provider, um, mm-hmm. being you know the definition that she said was that he was a nice guy, but that you know that she was in too much into her masculine energy being with him. Well, you know, one of the things is is that uh, instead of staying in the or City that uh that, you know, his wife and his daughter was in. He quit his job and he moved back home to mama. Okay.
0: And
2: one of the things that mama would do is she she what she did literally was drain him of all of his money. And she always she had always had a problem with you know, with her daughter in law, Because she, she has She has more than two And well one son Had actually set the boundaries And said you know I'm going to give you some Some money but I'm not You know I got a family to take care of You know I'm not doing that But she she would Constantly tap her sons uh, For money to take care Of them She would Um you know, she did aid in um trying to be divisive in 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 their marriages and again one son one son, you know, set his boundaries and the other one, well, you know, kinda let uh, let her drain him dry. So again, like I said, it is it isn't exclusively <laughs> it isn't exclusively intimate relationships. Now the number two is chronic criticism, even over small things. Um, And, you know, one of the things that you should know is that the criticisms can start in a small way. And, And what will happen is that the other person, will convince themselves that the partner's criticism is warranted. And I and I'm going to say that I actually had that experience in in the person that I had, you know, was married to the first time. And one of the things was is that it was his way of not really uh addressing what my concerns were or what my my needs were. And 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 you know you know verbally manipulating it the situation so that i would that I would think that well what I was asking for was warranted uh i think um I think one time uh, one time i I had told him that my you know about my need to be you know for him to be demonstrative uh to show that he cared and the His answer to that was, Well, you know, I bought you that truck, and i'm like
0: hmm.
2: well yeah i I know that you brought me the truck, but <laughs> yeah i I know that you brought me the truck, but I'm talking about something that I'm requiring from, what, from the relationship this is This is something that that I'm wanting that I'm needing And you know I I, I have to say that I literally try to Beat a dead horse with that one And finally I had gotten really to the... <laughs> Oh well you know <laughs> I'm just being honest about it I'm being uh-huh. honest about it um, But I, I finally got to the point Where I realized like You know I'm not going to get Be able to get this from this individual What i You know What that particular need was Was not important enough for, for You know Important enough uh, For To him To address it And He He thought that You know That this was That uh, this was You know A small thing In fact When we did Go to marriage counseling He was like You're leaving me Because of this Small These small things I'm like yeah you know, please <laughs> these small things turned into big things when you took out them mm-hmm.
0: it was like it, mm-hmm. it was like
2: it was a like a large snowball um and and I will say you know again, I'm sure that we all deal with uh controlling people, but I know that uh one of my one of my friends um you know, a periodic, and, and the thing is, is that I recognize, I recognize that, and I kind of swatted, swatted, you know, down like a fly, like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> um, one time, you know, one time, I think she, she had suggested that, you know, if I work my business, and you know, uh, work on my on my gifting um, with you know being being an energy healer and being um, and being an intuitive that you know that I could do exceptionally well. Well, see, she wasn't exactly. I, and, and my <laughs> my internal <laughs> my internal comment to that would be. Well, shoot, you're not doing well either. I'm not exactly seeing where you're excelling. So, you know, again, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, with her I was able to easily swap that away, like, whatever. I'm going to continue doing what it is that I'm doing and pressing pressing forward and um, because I, I ultimately figured out that what I needed was that, Um, find a way, if I'm going to do it full time, that I'm going to get some type of mentoring from people who are successfully doing it instead of trying to, (laughs) instead of listening to her. Uh, You know, do you have uh, any experiences that you want to share, Reverend Harvey? Uh, None that I want to share. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But I'm definitely enjoying
3: hearing about yours And of course, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with that last one there But, yeah
2: (laughs) Okay So, the third one is veiled or avert uh, threats against you or them Now, I will will say yeah, um, you know. Um, yeah. Now I I can't say that I actually I actually had any problems with that. Um, the, the people who I knew had enough, you know, have enough, you know, sort of self preservation uh, that they, you know, they're not thinking about, you know, if you leave me, I'm going to hurt myself. You no, know, they they weren't into doing that. But essentially, that's what. Uh, the number three is, or, you know, or if they threaten you. Now, here's here's one of the things that that people should be mindful of, especially if they are threatening you, then Mm
0: -hmm.
2: there is a strong possibility that that relationship can turn violent. And so, you know, hey, just think of that as a big neon flash sign, like, warning, warning, go the other direction. Uh, anything you would like to add to that?
3: Definitely go the other direction.
0: <laughs> you know, when it, when
3: it comes to being in a relationship with somebody and the words start to get really harsh and they become threats, you got to kind of take that serious. That's not one of them things where you can say oh he or she just says that. No, when somebody starts to threaten you, now you got a real issue on your hand because we speak what's really inside of us, you know? And true, there's a difference between our actions and our words, but When it's said enough, it starts to become a reality. So if somebody threatens you enough times, yeah, it's just a matter of time before you make them upset enough that they actually take action. And then that's when they say, oh, well, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, sure you did. You threatened to punch me in my eye like 16 times. Now you just finally (laughs) got around to it. The worst part is once they do it once, it's open field now.
0: Mm -hmm. That one time Mm -hmm. just opens
3: the door. So don't let it no, get to that I, one time. If you get threatened, yeah. that should be on your list of uh, of uh, deal breakers. Non
2: negotiables Yeah, non negotiables.
3: Yeah. That's a strong deal mm-hmm. breaker. You gonna do what? Oh, well, you know, I think it's time to move on. You
2: know, I. You know what's sort of interesting, uh, and this is a side note. Um it turns out that the person that I've nicknamed bueller it it turned out that <laughs> he was a <the> person <laughs> <laughs> it's a private inside joke ladies and gentlemen um but uh it, anyway, it turned out that I found out later <laughs> that that he was a person who was into to beating women so Yeah, uh, apparently I must have scared him senseless when he found out that I had a good one time to martial arts (laughs) It
3: it does not surprise me that he would be that way He is, you know, not only controlling, he's also very manipulative And, you know, he was a bit misogynistic So that just, you know, just says, yeah, that fits right in line Mm
2: -hmm. with who he is Okay, so number four on the list from Psychology Today, um, they make acceptance, caring, attraction conditional. So, you know, uh, some of the suggestions that they're they're listing here is I don't, I don't feel like being intimate with you, um, you know, um, or I love you so much more when you make. You know, make these sales, or you're dressed a certain way. Um, uh, if you keep working at, uh, you know, I, I I would feel more attracted to you if you lost more weight. If um, you'll be more attractive to me, so you know, really, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really, if if somebody's love is conditional, then mm-hmm. you really you. You don't want that you you really don't want that, um, and it kind of reminds me of like back in the schoolyard when you know i'll you know I won't be your friend if you talk to him or her like really right. uh, we're we're a bunch of grown ups now, we can weed that schoolyard type of foolishness. <laughs> Right. But
3: we really um, can't because a lot of people still live their adult life that same way, a need for for acceptance, you know. And because they want to be accepted by people, that comes from low self-esteem, that they're willing to do things. And so other people can still use that emotional blackmail. If you do this, then I like you. Or when you do that, I like you better. And so, you know, people want to feel that way, because they're not getting it from within, and so yeah, mm-hmm. they're still susceptible to it even into their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, yes. and so on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Some people even come back from the grave just because somebody said, I wish you'd come back.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so anyway, go ahead, you <laughs>
2: Okay, um. Now, the number five is from that same article: an overactive scorecard. So here's here's what they mean by that. Let's say, for instance, well, you know, when you have a friendship with someone, there is a sense of reciprocity that's built into it. You know, there's a sort of a give and take. There's a sort of an ebbing and flowing, but when the person is, you know, actually keeping track of the things that, you know, that they do for you in comparison to what you do for them and and then go into that place of uh you know holding a grudge against you when you they're demanding a favor from you that you can't you can't do. Um they're looking to get the upper hand in the relationship you know it it's just another it's just another tool that they are using to get their way in the relationship now i you know i suppose my you know my thinking on that is that you know, if if you're keeping score,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, this is not a good thing. Um, and if they're trying to guilt you into it or they're going to hold a grudge over it, or, you know, because you don't do it, you know, you may want to rethink that relationship. <clears throat> what do you think?
3: I think you definitely want to rethink that relationship Anytime someone puts unnecessary pressure on you A relationship by itself comes with its own set of pressures That should be expected in a relationship But when you have someone, you're in a relationship And it's supposed to be a team So you've got your teammates saying Well, why do I always have to do this? Why do I always have to do that? I'm going to say this from two perspectives one, if someone's saying that to you, look to see if it's really true because sometimes you're really not making your end. Other times it's a problem because maybe you are making your end. But either way, it's a problem with the relationship. When it gets to you know someone stating or keeping score, as Arlene is saying, and they're stating to you that they're doing more work than you are, that's a big problem. And at that point, that's a great time to take a pause and consider, am I in this relationship or do I want to stay in this relationship? Because a couple things could be going on there. One, it could just be their perception. You could be showing up more than they think you are. Or two, you may not be showing up because you may be preoccupied with something else and now may not be the right time to be in that relationship. Now, when it goes to the next level where, you know, one, I'm keeping score. Okay, Arlene, you know, I'm always doing the dishes and cooking. You don't do anything but sit there and eat. You know, then it gets worse. You know what? You would be much better if you cook sometimes. Or I'd like you more if you did the dishes. Now we're getting into a really bad area. So if you got that combination, you really may want to think about getting out of the relationship. Because without some help, it's not going to get any better. Instead, it's going to get worse. You're already on a slippery slope, and you're starting to slide down really fast when you see those things show up.
2: Okay. So we are going to take a quick break and, you know, go ahead, pay the bills, and listen to a song. Do you have a request, Harvey?
3: Um, No, actually I don't.
2: Anything you play is going to be good. Okay. All right. All right, we'll
3: be right back. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. While Mondays it's Totally Whole, with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacy Lamore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows, five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Harvey. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Janelle Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigms, With Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk, Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before. With Andrea Walters and Zakiya Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the
0: mind, body, and soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
2: we are talking about, you know, the 20 signs to show whether or not you are in a controlling relationship Now, so far we have gone through the top five And the first one was the person tries to isolate you from your friends and family The number two was chronic criticism, even if it's a uh, small thing Three, veiled or overt threats against you or them. Four, making, an accept, uh, making uh, acceptance of caring uh, for you conditional or attraction to you conditional. Um, number five was an overactive scorecard. And number six is using guilt as a tool to get you to do what they want. I mean, it is, and here it's just pure blatant manipulation. And again, I've had my, I've had my own experiences with this, with you know, um, I guess, uh, with in the relationship that I was in, and also with a friend of mine, um, and in the relationship it just showed up as, you know, when I whenever I would talk about a need, they would try to he would do his best to try to make me feel guilty about not recognizing what it was that he was doing for me instead of actually addressing what the needs are. Now as far as as a friend is concerned there have been many examples but I do remember one particular time when it was that they were wanting me to come down well my friend was wanting me to come down to where they that they lived and um, you know i I think at the time there was a is there one of the things that I will say is that I did not have the full understanding that you know that um the the Mark train was only about seven dollars going, uh, seven dollars going and coming back, so it's a total of like fourteen dollars. But the the thing was is that um, I believe she had said something about I uh, said something about you know um, you know setting up the opportunity that, you know, coming there. And and it was just purely for her own means. And all, all I was really thinking at the time was like, shoot, you provide the cash, I'll come. Hmm. <laughs> but, but, at right. time, <laughs> but I, you know, I was not about to let, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I did not, traveling from here, to there on Amtrak is is a bit pricey. So, but uh, on the Mark train, you know, like I said, it was before I understood about the Mark. But I guess my thinking, you know, my short cash was short at the time, and, you know, I didn't have any money at the moment, and she apparently didn't either. So, but, <laughs> you know, she's... <should> <laughs> really? Really? So, you know, that using that um, you know, she but she did. She tried to use guilt, uh, guilt as a tool, to to do that. And then, and this is just one example. There have there have been many, and uh, I sure Harvey. hope she ain't listening. <laughs> no, no, we're we're by we're by ourselves right now. <laughs> that
3: don't mean she won't listen to this. She's like she's talking about me. I recognize all that
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but i but it wasn't it wasn't the first time, it wasn't the first time and and I'm and ladies and gentlemen, just to give you a heads up, it's just that when I went ahead and when I started doing my research, you know it's just that I began recognizing the patterns. So, it may, you know, it's always good to, uh, you know, provide knowledge for yourself so that um, at least this gives me an idea of how to deal with it in terms of setting up my boundaries and just, you know, and staying steadfast and firm. Not, you know, stay uh, steadfast and firm on those things. Now, mm-hmm. number number seven, uh, creating a debt you're beholden to.
0: Um,
2: (laughs) So controlling people may come on very strongly in the beginning with, you know, romantic gestures. But when you look at it closely, many of those gestures could be like extravagant gifts, um, expectations of a serious commitment early on, you know, taking you to luxurious meals, you know, adventurous outing, um, and letting you have full use of their car. These can, you know, be used to control you, you know. So they, it's in, in essence, really, they are looking to buy you. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say the closest that I've ever come to that was a guy that I had dated last year. And he was, you know, you know, he was that he was into buying extravagant gifts, and he wanted a serious commitment early on. And I was just saying, you know, I, you know, I was feeling sure some kind of way about that. And so when I saw that a great big old red flag, you know, in the
0: air. <laughs>
3: But he could have spoiled I him, you. I, he could have gave you the things you wanted. I I'll bet he was even a see. doctor. And I bet he wanted to share that <laughs> with you. And, and I bet he could have, you know, provided all your needs. I'm just guessing. But I, that's what I bet, if I was a betting man. But I'm just if, guessing. If you
2: were a betting man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you know, one of the
0: uh, – and.
2: I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, add one of, little more thing, just in my observation of him when when I dated him. Um, I, you know, one of the reasons why I know that this seemed to have been a thing for him was because he he, he had obviously been hurt in other relationships, and he, you know, he used his money to in his his title to you know, he led with that. He led with that. He
3: had a title? And
2: yes. Yeah, he he was an M D. He was a medical doctor. How about but Yeah. If I that man (laughs) I'd
3: have walked away with some money. I know what you're thinking. I had inside information, but they don't know that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, but one of the
2: one of the things that I had picked up from his experience was that he, he had been involved with some gold diggers, and he was looking for somebody that wasn't necessarily a gold digger. But, you know, even in a relationship with a person who wasn't necessarily a gold digger, he led with his money. And, you know, he was making it clear, you know, because, you know, in addition... In addition to, um, you know, offering me extravagant uh, gifts and, and, you know, and wanting the serious commitment early on, um, even offering me a car, um, one of the things that we talked about was money and finances. And in that, in that conversation about the money and finances, he kind of laid out that, that this was his show. If I was going to do, <laughs>
0: mm.
2: if I well, was okay. going to do the relation, yeah, with you because know, ultimately, you, you know, again, I was feeling like really funny about that, like you know, not right, you know, and yeah, you know, the money conversation was just, um, I, the money conversation and that and the importance of money and blah blah blah, yeah, mm-hmm. but. The thing is, is that I think that he has led with that before. And when you lead with that, you know, the type of woman you're going to attract is a gold digger. Mm-hmm. I mean, a gold digger, you know, a, a gold digger is going to be down for that. So, you know, and their, their thinking and their mentality um, as a gold digger is, yeah, I'm willing to give you the sex and I'm willing to do this mm-hmm. and do that for you. Um, you know, but it's not really, a, you know, that that place of coming from an authentic place of caring for, you know, him. Hey, you're not going to get that with a gold digger because they, they are about the dollars in which you can give them. And as soon as, you know, as soon as your well runs dry, I'm sure that they would run in the opposite direction or just, like, take everything you had. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> is there anything that you would like To add to that Harvey
3: Nope you're doing absolutely wonderful Because gold diggers are just You know it's true They'll make the change uh, The exchange you know But they still don't play by the rules But they don't expect you to You know for them the rule is this They're going to use what they got To get what they want And when you ask for too much Then they're going to walk away So you want sex that's fine You want to control them eh, it depends upon how they feel about you Because at some point They're going to get what they want And they're like I'm out of here I ain't messing with this fool no more And they'll take their assets Somewhere else
0: Okay Alright mm-hmm. Alright So <laughs> Number
2: eight Is spying Looping And requiring A constant Disclosure. Hmm. <laughs> and you know what I really find interesting is that I've heard that you know some of the women have done this. Um. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and one of the things that I will say, ladies. And, and you know, I have I've heard I've talked to a few men about this, this mind, this new thing, the you know, requiring and constant disclosure, especially when you're like early on in the friendship relationship and all of that. You're not gonna want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Most grown, most grown men, and and you know, men will get you know puffed up about that, you mm-hmm. know. This is something that is unacceptable.
0: I'm a grown A man, it, dog. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mama
3: don't tell me what to do.
0: I ain't gonna be checking in with you. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you know, uh, you know, controlling your partner uh, typically feels that you know a controlling partner is going to feel that they have the right to know um, more mm-hmm. than they actually do, and mm-hmm. you know whether they keep it secret or openly demand that you must share everything with them, it's you know a violation of the boundary. I mean, it's just clear. Put, you know, Perhaps they check your phone They log into your email um, mm-hmm. They track your internet history the uh, And they're going to try And they're going to try to justify this By saying that they've been bur- burned before And that they have trust issues Well, look, honey if you have trust issues Or look, man, if you have trust issues Then work on those trust issues And mm-hmm. uh, ask yourself why it is That you were attracted to uh, people that kind of ran you over, because understand mm-hmm. this: that you doing this type of activity, <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit you. If you found the person that wasn't necessarily into that, you're gonna run them off, and then mm-hmm. the person, or you will be involved with the person who's just gonna simply prove you right.
3: Exactly. Um, but and that's what you're looking yeah. for anyway, because. Even if you're with someone who's not trying to prove you right, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. It's going to be like, you know what, forget it. I might as well do it anyway because you think I'm doing it. So they want going to – they like, I'm tired of this relationship, so I might as well just go ahead and screw with somebody else. And you're like, they were going to do it anyway. No, that was all in your head. You done pushed somebody to do something. Really? If you got those kind of things going on, you need to just be by your darn self because you ain't going to trust yourself either. <laughs> but at least you can keep an eye on you better than you can keep an eye on somebody else. All right? So if you're a dude and your left hand is cheating on your right hand, have a talk with yourself. If you you a chick, if a chick and, and you don't trust yourself, yourself then look in the mirror a few times and say I love you I'm saying because that's just some crazy stuff right there but it it happens it happens a whole lot and I mean you know in every every seminar we do I give the speech about the guy Mike. fit um you know, fictional character, but the guy, Mike, who's dated this one girl for years and things were cool, now he's in a new relationship, and this woman just don't feel right if she don't know where he is. So he need to check in. But that's a control issue. That's her insecurities. And so the first time it pops up, he's shocked and don't know how to deal with it. And so, you know, things turn into an argument. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's you, get you some help. For real, for real. You may think it's okay. You may think it's normal. There's nothing normal about it. You got serious insecurity issues, and if you can't trust yourself, you can't trust other people. And that's where it began. You'll say I trust myself, but no, you don't, because you're trying to control somebody else. And I learned a long, long time ago, you can't control somebody else. You can only control yourself.
2: I say. There you go, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, I there there is a, there was a person that I I, I had been consulting with um, uh, before, and I had basically, you know, people go I've I've learned that people go you know even though some people will ask me questions about their relationships when I tell them what it is that I see hey they choose not to <laughs> they choose not. To um, accept what it is that I have to say, but somebody there—the person that they were involved with—you know—went ahead and snooped through their phone, and there was uh, they were looking at some text messages. And now uh, I'm going to put it out there that you know they may have had some feelings about the this this person that they had text messages text message with. Mm -hmm. Um, but he had chose her, you know, but she, she had turned, you know, she had turned the, um, you know, made that a big issue in their, you know, a big issue in their relationship. And again, it was, you know, when you're dealing with a grown man and you are trying to control them through... This particular, you know, this particular uh,
0: activity—it's
2: mm-hmm. not going to work out. And I'm just saying. <laughs> and and ultimately, it didn't work out, and it turned out almost exactly like I had said it would. Um, but yeah, ladies, don't do that. Men,
0: don't do it. You
2: know, you you're just looking for a heartache. Don't just. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and if yeah. so you find that you're involved with somebody that does that please walk, walk away. away because i'm yeah because i'm telling you that issue will get bigger and bigger and bigger all right so going away from your love <laughs> going to walk away going to walk away going to walk away
0: going to walk away <laughs> okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Number nine: overactive jealousy, accusation, paranoia. Now you know it can seem that a person's jealousy can be flattering in the beginning, but you know, and it can be viewed as endearing.
0: Now, uh,
2: when it becomes intense, um, it can be con- you know scary and possessive, and uh, you know the person who uses your your uh, your every interaction as being flirtatious and suspicious of everything. I, You know, again, I've heard of men and women who, you know, who have had that particular issue. Mm-hmm. And the jealousy and the accusations, like Reverend Harvey had said earlier, yeah, it, it pushes the person, you know, Either to leave you or actually into the activity itself uh, of you know of giving you giving you a reason and and one of the things that a person needs to ask themselves, especially if they are jealous, is like where does that come from? because obviously you are dealing with a pain from a previous experience and you're bringing it into your present and my great grandfather. <laughs> Used to have this old old saying that, and I have this saying that when you dig an old crap, it smells it, worse it uh, ri- mm-hmm. smells worse than it smells worse than it when it originally happened. And so you're literally in, in. I will say if you're bringing your old issues into your present experience, you know it's going to make it continually worse. Now, is there anything that you would like to add, Harvey, to that?
3: I think you said it all, and yeah, I think we've covered <laughs> it all. I'm, you know, there's nothing worse, really. Well, there is, but there's not a lot worse than being in a relationship with a jealous person because there's so much unnecessary energy burned up trying to prove you ain't doing something, that after a while you just get fed up, and you're like, I I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And so the relationship ends. And the worst part is the person who's dealing with the jealousy, they don't get it. You know, it's manifest destiny. But they don't see how they created the situation. For them, it's just, I knew it. I knew you were going to break up with me. I knew you were going to leave me. Well, you were probably cheating all along. You just want to go be with somebody else. No. You drove me to this. You really need help. <laughs> you know, you really need some help. You've got to get over this. You're never going to have the relationship you want if you're always worried that somebody's going to hurt you. I mean, for real, for real, a relationship implies that you relate. And to really relate, you've got to let go of a whole lot of fear in order to make a connection. As long as two people got a wall up, they're never going to connect because there's this barrier that's in between them. And so how long do you think the relationship going to last? At best, you've got a sex life, and usually that's what it is. Sometimes it may be a little bit better, but there's no real connection. You know, maybe it's a sex life and someone who you enjoy talking to, but it's not a real connection. And that's a horrible thing, you know, and it's even worse when, you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to a woman who talks about not being able to connect with people. And she feels that it's a real problem for her. So at least she realizes that not being able to allow herself to have a deep connection is a problem. What is life if you're not going to actually live it? If you're going to live life safe, you might as well be dead. Take some chances. And if you're going to take chances, start off with taking relationship chances. That's better than taking chances with your life or your money. And sometimes relationship chance can be a chance with your life. But it's less likely to be a chance with your life than messing with some other things. And then it's definitely a better, better chance than playing with your money. Because, hey, once you lose your money, your money gone. Take a chance with your heart. You know, you more than likely bounce back. And you might learn a thing or two about relationships. You might learn something about you and the kind of person who you don't want to be involved with so that the next time around you can figure out, oh, no, 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 no. I've seen you coming a mile away. I already dated you. Uh-uh, I need somebody new. Or you might see that, hey, I had somebody good, but I was the fool and kept doing things and mess up. So if I ever get another chance with that person or someone just as good, If not better than that person, then I know what not to do. Next time I fall in love, ooh. (laughs) I feel like singing tonight. (laughs) The next time I fall (laughs) in love, it will be with
2: you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we are on number 10. And number 10 is not respecting your need for time alone. So here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. And and let's just say that I know that I'm one of those uh, persons, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit introverted. And one of the ways that I actually restore myself is through being alone. It's, you know, and when you're constantly around uh, a person it's it's a way you know and they they're requiring it uh it's a way to sap your strength and it it and when they try to make you feel guilty about it, so you know it's natural for two partners that may not automatically have the exact same needs um um, you know, to have alone time, even if they're both extroverted and introverted, it's it's healthy in relationships. In order to, for that person to have a relationship with themselves, so that they can restore themselves, so that they can be involved with, you know, the, their significant others. Um, now, you have anything to add, Harvey? Huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, do you have Do you have any comments about that? Not respecting the time that you, you know to for yeah. being alone.
3: It's it's uh, it's extremely extremely important that people have some downtime, some time to themselves. I was just talking this week to two ladies, and one of the issues that they have had in relationships is that they've dealt with men who don't know how to back up and give them some space. You know, now here's what's interesting in one situation. That situation is where the guy knows, as we men typically do, that we need space. And so he takes his time. But then when he comes back, he expects her to be right there waiting. I'll be right here waiting for you. But anyway, (laughs) that wasn't the right time. Because it's like, okay, I know what you're thinking. When you were gone, that was my time to have time alone. But I didn't necessarily need time alone then. Now I need some me time. And it doesn't work that way. You've got to understand. You've got to respect. Let me put it this way, because it's more important that you respect than that you understand. Because even if you don't understand it, respect it. Respect the fact that the same way you need time to yourself, your partner needs time to, you, to their self. And women, because sometimes women just don't know how. You know, They think that the man they're in a relationship with need to shower them with attention all the time. Back up. Give space. Have some space for yourself. It's super important that... People in relationships have their own core friends who are their friends, separate from couples' friends. You should still have a life separate from your partner. And I don't mean a full life. You know, you shouldn't leave the house and then you got a girlfriend on the side and a couple kids and you got a whole different car and, you know, you got a whole different job and people know you as somebody completely different. Nah, I'm not talking like that. But what I mean is in a healthy relationship you got your boys, Bobo and Peanut, and you're going to hang out with them. And they're your <laughs> friends, not her friends. And y'all do, you know, guy things, whatever y'all going to do, respect the relationship while you doing whatever you're going to do. And then when you come back, you make it time for her. There's y'all time. And when she needs to step away, you know, when she's gone with Tanisha and Rhonda, you know, let them hang out in their Honda and do their thing, and don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Respect the time. Allow her to have her friends. Don't come between her and her friends. And there's times when, you know, sometimes your friends or her friends are trying to ruin the relationship. Those are friends you might need to give a pink slip to, you know. You don't need to put up with that. You don't need that drama. At least step away from them if that's the kind of person that they're going to be and let them know, look, I'm in this relationship. I need your support. If you can't support me, then, you know, I got to fall back because I can't roll with you for a minute. But anyway, it's important to have that space. It's important to have your time. And sometimes you need time just alone, just to yourself, not to hang with your peeps, not to run around and do anything, but just, you know, sometimes you just want to sit around the house and veg out and watch TV or something. Do that by yourself. You just, you know, aren't in the mood to be around other people. I call it a case of leave me the aloneism and I go through it and I know I go through it from time to time and when I'm that way you know when the phone rings I'll look at it and like okay I can do if i without taking that call right now and I'll holler back later but right now it's all about me I need to take care of me get into the habit of doing that if you're not doing that it's going to make a world a wonder and learn how to let go stop trying to control what somebody else do it ain't going to benefit you there's, there's, there's no good that's going to come from it in the end You're going to end up sad, angry, and alone. And you don't need all that in your life because there's someone out there who's going to love you just as you are and they're going to be faithful to you. They're going to be true to you to the best of their ability. And you do the same to them. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes they don't. But the problem is worrying about it all the time. you anticipating it to happen. Why? Keep your mind focused only on that which you want because what you focus on what you appre- what you give your attention to is going to manifest in your life
2: yeah, because the mind is the center of divine operation yeah, yeah, that is' mine, um, and I can't recall what her name is, <laughs> okay, so uh, I am going to lump the next two together um, number eleven is they try to make you earn your trust or Or um, make you earn Other good treatment And you're presumed Guilty Until you're proven innocent And Mm. essentially that Yeah, yeah, yes So, you know Here's here's the thing Um, You know I, I have always Kind of operated in this sort of Mind space that um, you know that until the person proves a violation, mm-hmm. uh, or I see, uh, or I see those red flags, they just automatically—it's it, just automatically given that they have the trust. And if you know, the, you know, if you have to earn it, and again, I'm going to go back to my experience.
0: <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
2: Um, uh, experience and uh, the doctor you know that tried to buy me. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed was that you know I got the feeling that I was being tested and now it's not and actually when I think back I had another dating experience with someone you know and who I believe had um, uh, psychology you know psychology, you know, uh, background. Again, that was just a totally different experience, too. Um, but they were looking, you know, I, I will admit that at, at that time I probably wasn't in the best mind space to be dating at the moment. And it was long okay. before I started, yeah, long before I started doing this work. But they were looking, they were looking to, you know, they were talking, he was constantly talking about money on the date and talking about, you know, um, the last wife that he had, you know, kind of ran him financially in the ground. And also, so he was looking for, he was looking to test me to see whether or not, um, you know, that I would go and spend up his money. And I did spend up his money that day because I wanted to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um But you know, I did actually have the money to actually pay for the meal. If he had not, if he hadn't paid for the meal. Um, but uh, you know, one of the I think uh, the I, I call them tests. So when uh, the the doctor. Um, When I went out on a date with him Now, mind you He paid for the meal Using a credit card And he starts patting his pocket Saying that, you know That he didn't have money for the tip
0: Now, it's just
2: I'm thinking Okay, dude You could actually put the tip on the credit card But he just wanted But I could tell That he wanted to see whether or not I would come up with the tip money, um, instead of just simply asking me, "Would you take care of the tip?" Yeah, if, you know, you could, you know, you don't have to. He didn't have to go through all of that. Um, but that was oh, his way or one of his tests to see if he could trust me. Um, and so, here's here's the thing. The reason mm-hmm. why I put you know 11 and 12 together is that they came, he came into you know both both of those gentlemen sort of came into the situation with the energy that that I was guilty until until you know I could you know prove myself innocent of being whatever type of woman that they had had their experience with being with um, I don't know yeah you know um. And the, you know as far as you know presumed guilty before until you prove an innocent. Um, one of the examples that they actually give in the article is that you know they that they they they're already angry. You know, you come through the door and they're already angry about something that they found and mm-hmm. about in your absence. And they you know. They try to keep whatever it is that made them angry as evidence of your wrongdoing uh, and point it out to you to make you feel that, you know, that they've got a whole case against you, uh, even if you don't really understand what it is. Because, of course, you know, that is whatever it is that they're they're thinking about or feeling, and instead of having a real, you know, honest. With you, that's a story that they've actually told themselves, and you know how uh, it's hard to fight against the person's story that they're telling themselves. hmm Yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you would like to add to that?
3: Oh no, you're right on point with that. I agree with all that, and yeah, there's nothing that I want to add to that. But well, I will say this: to put somebody through that, to allow yourself to be put through that. Is a terrible thing. You know, if you're always feeling like you have to prove yourself, you're in the wrong relationship. That's all I got.
2: Okay. Okay, now, number 13 is that you get so tired of arguing that you'll relent. Now... Well, some, and it says that while some people, some controlling people like to exert their influence under the radar, many are like openly and chronically argumentative and brace conflict when they can. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go back to my experience with viewer. So I, you know, I felt that I, you know, that I came, I, I went down. I went down to you know that area, where Bueller was, uh, uh, you know, because he had sold himself as something that he wasn't, mm. and and I had yelled at I I had yelled at him when um, when he took this this job interview that he had supposedly set up um, did not go the way I had expected it. it expected it. And in fact, what had happened was it turned out that the people had not asked him to, you know, get an employee for them in the first place. And what he was looking to do was to sell them on the multi-level marketing business that he was a part of. So okay. when I yelled at him, yelled and screamed at him, he, he, you know, held on to that, <laughs> he yelled on to that. And we were in the car, and he started winding up, and he was like, I'll, you know, he, he says to me, you know, I was really surprised, you know, you know what's the problem with black people? They, you know, they don't have any ambition. But I was like, you know what, I really do not feel like arguing. Well, I don't feel like arguing. And then and he was like, and you know what, you don't have anybody. I, you know, you don't have anybody. You know, I, yeah, I could just, you know, I could just put you on the street. I was like, you know what, you, you don't want me anymore. Wow. I could, you could take this down to Baltimore. And he was like, you can't throw up the game on me. You can up the game on me. I was like, I'm not saying. I didn't tell you that I burned my bridges. <laughs> 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 and I was like, look here Um, now the thing is that, you know, I I'm not gonna necessarily back down from the argument but you know, he wanted he wanted to he wanted to make me kowtow to what it is that he was trying to put out put out his no sense. It's not nonsense. It's no sense. He had no sense, honey. Okay. All right. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, what I told him was like, look here, you brought me here, and you told me that you had, uh, you had, you know, these jobs lined up, and that you own these businesses. And you did not have that, so you take me on this interview and you wake me up, you you know I woke up really early to go over to this place, and it turns out that these people really did not have you know really did not have a position for me so i'm I'm you know, I was really upset about this now, you brought me down here. You haven't talked about an hourly wage. You haven't talked about what type of benefits I would get. You would not t- talk to me about, you know, what my responsibilities, you know, the logistics of what, what it is that I'm expecting. You know, I'm thinking that you have this stuff all lined up, and I haven't heard anything. You you have nothing. You know, that sounds you know. like
3: how people end up coming across the border. <laughs> They promise yeah. you a job yeah. and there's no details. And next thing you know,
0: there's, you're
3: a sex slave somewhere or some other crazy well, stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you might want to have it, far
3: more details next time around.
2: And yeah, well, you know, let's just put it this way. He was definitely a learning experience, and I admit to, you know, my lack of, you know, answering questions and getting the details. And I, um, just so that you know, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I allowed myself to you know, really get into that situation was because, I was introduced to him through a person that at the time I had trusted. And, you know, let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, never substitute anybody else's um, discernment for, you know, regardless of whoever it is that, you know, you're introduced to and how cool you may think the other person is, you make sure that you ask questions. You make sure that you get plenty of detail. And I've, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there and I take ownership for my part in not getting those details. But again it was you know, let's just say it was not a very uh it was a more anxious time in my experience. But uh yeah, anything you would like to add? Oh no, I just said okay. No, no. <laughs> Keep on
3: going. Keep you you're on a roll. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, they make you feel belittled for long-held beliefs. It could be your faith, your politics. It could be cultural traditions, you know, in your view on human nature. Now, I will say, um, I think that this seems to be even, you know, this even in, uh, okay. So there's certain subjects that I just, I don't, Enter into because it just seems that People are in a more volatile It appears That people are in a more volatile Stage and you know people can't You know be in a place where they can Agree to disagree Mm -hmm. And so you know A lot of A lot of times people Or at least what's being perpetuated in the media Is that you know if you don't If you don't agree with With what they're thinking Or feeling then they, you know, they try to belittle you about it. Uh, they try to make you feel bad about it. Um, you know, they. and here's the thing. They, you really want to be in a situation where, you know, you can regardless of whether or not you agree with an individual or not, um, you could just say, well, you know, I don't quite view it that way, but, you know, you're, you're cool people and just accept it as bad and, and move on. But you know, you don't really want to be involved with anybody that that feels that you have to think like they think in order to operate and be around them. I mean, and that uh, let's just say that it just appears that that's happening more just in everyday life, or at least it appears to be. Now, I can't say that that's actually the way it is in my. In my personal experience, from what I can tell, but it's definitely this image that they're perpetuating in the media. Okay, Anything to add, Harvey? I
3: agree with that. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It's definitely, you know. Well, I I will add. Um, you know it it really seems that people have a rough time connecting with themselves. And we need, we don't need, but we seem to believe that we need somebody else's approval. And because of that, when we don't feel like we have it, when we feel like we're missing something, we're not getting the approval, the appreciation, the appropriate love, then we act out in ways that's not good for us or for other people. And then so doing... We tend to put out an energy that will attract, well, I don't want to use the word victim, but someone who will be susceptible to the wrath we're going to unleash upon them because of the hurt that we're feeling. Basically, hurt people hurt people. And so we enter into relationships with people who are not necessarily looking to be hurt, but they're open on a deeper level to your BS and you create or you inflict all this hurt upon them thereby trying to make your hurt less and it doesn't make your hurt less your hurt don't go away by hurting other people and though they say misery love company you don't feel any better by having them as company because you don't have them as company when it ends it ends and usually y'all can't even be in the same place You can't have a civil conversation with the other person. So really what I see is a whole bunch of relationships that just need help. And it begins with yourself. It begins with, as Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror. And no, I'm not going to sing it. But it begins with the man or woman in the mirror. And if you don't correct your feelings and issues with that person, you're never going to be able to have the relationship you want with anyone else.
0: Okay.
2: So I am going to put 15 and 16 together. Um, and in a way, they tie together, and in, in a way, they're separate. But the number fifteen is that they make you making you feel like you don't measure up or are unworthy of them. <laughs> I can't say that I've actually had that ex- you know had that experience uh, personally, um, and then teasing or ridicule that has an under uncomfortable undercurrent. So these kind of dovetail together because teasing um, can be um, used as a way of making the person feel that they don't measure up and you're unworthy of being with them. And you know, and it, of course, it has an uncomfortable undercurrent. Now, I actually let's just put it this this way: the the teasing um, again. Yeah. Uh, um have have uh, again i i actually took a look at some of my relationships uh, when doing that i i don't believe in i truly don't believe in um cheating i i think that there's there's really something there's an underlying needness to it um if especially especially if it's a place where it it you know, is a sensitive issue for the for the person. And I recall uh one time that, you know, it, or it's been several times my female friend, she will she will make a joke. And she will she will make a joke. And there is you know, Harvey will tell you or you know, tell anybody that there is something ex- just extremely straight lace about me, and sometimes mm-hmm. I may not necessarily get the joke.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I acknowledge I'm I'm aware I'm aware of myself, but the thing is, is that because of that, it because of that part that part of my nature uh whatever she would come up with a a joke or something that I that just did not ha- quite hit me right I will actually respond to her quite seriously and it is the quickest way to get her off the phone
0: <laughs> just ouch okay <laughs> you
2: know and she will you know and she will say you know um she will say that you know that you know that she's joking, and I will keep on going straight into whatever it is, whatever explanation it is, and she will get off the phone. Um, but you know, uh, if you, especially if you, if you find that you're one of those people who who's like that, and I'm just playing with you, or you shouldn't take it personally, um, you know. Let's just say if if they kind of know your nature, then they shouldn't really go down that line with you. If they if they value the relationship, Um, or you know, um, again, I recall, you know, and and. I guess you could say that you would Have to kind of play that by ear In terms of the teasing and the Ridicule and things of that you know If you feel ridiculed just you know Just go ahead and say you know what That's yeah that's not Cool but anyway Anything to add Reverend Harvey Oh no
3: I'm with you And you're right that's exactly What you need to do when you recognize It you need to speak On it because it it is possible that it may be innocent, but it's not innocent for you. You know, I had a situation once um where I was in a relationship and the person would say things from time to time a- and those things would, you know, hurt my my sensitive male ego. <laughs> and I know I know, and I could be wrong, but I believe that I know that was never the intention. I think it was just something the person was used to doing with a past partner, and it didn't work for me. And so after a few warnings, you know, that I didn't like it and please stop or you're going to see a different side of me, when that different side of me came out, It changed the whole dynamic of things. And so there was even a conversation about, well, you were always this way, so it would have came out anyway. Well, people aren't one-dimensional. Other people like to think that we are. But we all have the ability to be Mother Teresa or Adolf Hitler because if it exists in one of us, it exists in all of us. So just because you don't show that quality That's because you choose not to. And when you're a conscious person, you can choose not to. A lot of people are ruled by their emotions, and so they can't choose not to. I'm a bit more conscious than that. Most of the times, I had to emphasize most because it's not always all the time, but most of the time I get to choose what I'm going to feel and how I'm going to act. And so there would have never been a need For this person to see a different side of me, had they heeded the warning. But they did not. And I understand, you know, because it was a habit. It was a habitual thing. But it was kind of just a joking, nudging thing. And the interesting thing is, it's something that I do with my male friends, but it's something that I never want in my relationship with a significant other. And so for me, it didn't have a place there. This isn't how we act. You know, this is how I act with my boys. But this isn't how we act because we ain't boys. <laughs> you know, we have a <laughs> deeper, different kind of relationship. And so anyway, it, it resulted in, I guess it set a bad precedent because it kind of was the beginning of things going down down the uh, bad spiral. Okay. So, yeah, you you need to address it right off. You know, don't take it and let it keep going. Address it. And if you see that it's not going to change, then you've got to make a decision. Don't wait on the other person. One thing that as a relationship coach I've learned is that people put all their power in other people and then they say no I didn't, no I didn't. And then when they do something stupid, They still go back to blaming it on the other person. They made me do it. You know what I'm saying? No, they didn't make you do anything. You weren't empowered in the relationship. You just think you were. And a lot of times when you find somebody who you're in a power struggle with, it's because of that very thing. They gave you all their power, and then they're upset because you're not using it the way they want you to. It's like I've got a script, and this is how you're supposed to act to me acting like this. Okay? (laughs) But the bottom line is you are 100% responsible for you in the relationship, and they are 100% responsible for them in a relationship. If something is said or done, then you need to address it. You need to bring it to the forefront. Don't hold it, and don't blame the other person because it's not their fault. You know, what may work for them with another person may not work for them with you. In that situation, I understood. This is how this person had been with someone else, but it's not how you can be with me. So it was neither right or wrong. It was wrong for me. It's not wrong behavior in itself. It was wrong for me. It was wrong for being in a relationship with me, but it's okay maybe with somebody else.
2: Okay. So we are going to take a music break.
0: Yay, and music.
2: We'll... <laughs> and we'll be right back.
0: Whoa.
3: That took me way back. Took me back to my youth. Made me remember sitting in a 57 T Bird, you know, just out on the avenue waiting for some of the fellas to show up. I was running the comb through my afro back in the days. Oh, man. Wow. That was, that was, wow. Yeah.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, that
2: is so funny. But, okay, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad it made you feel good, you know. It made yeah, me feel very
3: good. just took me back in the day. Yeah, oh, those were the days.
2: <laughs> so we are down to 17. 17? Well, no, 16. 16? 16. 16. 16. 16. No. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: We're somewhere around
2: there. <laughs>
0: yeah, so some, yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um Okay. Number seventeen is sexual interactions that feel upsetting afterwards. Um now, it says here that an abusive and controlling dynamic with a relationship can often make it uh its way into the bedroom and sometimes not feel right, even in the moment, but other times it's a pattern of uncomfortable um, after the interaction. Either way, when you feel consistently unsettled about the goings-ons within your sexual relationship, it's a sign that something is wrong. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so... I guess for... Uh, I will say for me, um, the, my experience with this was with a good doctor. <laughs> and, you know, he wanted to push the issue of sex, you know, like right, really quickly. It was, shoot, it was the only second date with him. I, you know?
0: Okay. You know, what's okay. the rush?
2: Yeah. What was rush? Uh-huh. What was rush? And I think that um, that was... You know, along with all of the other stuff, that was one of the things that kind of nailed the, you know, the put the nail in the coffin. Like, okay, this ain't going nowhere. Um, you know, we're not a match. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you are feeling, if you're feeling a, a way of, you know, you have to build yourself up to actually have, you know, intimacy with that person or, you know, you're feeling, you're just not really in the mood, Um, you know, if you're not in the mood, just don't do it, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, you know, it, 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 it does let's just say from an energetic standpoint, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to be drained in that moment because you are not in an authentic place of wanting to share your body with the other person or even kiss them, even if it comes down to kissing or hugging them, you just I'm just not feeling you. You know, if you're not feeling them, if you're feeling uncomfortable on any type of level, then don't go there. Is there anything that you would like to add?
3: Nope. You covered it all. Don't go there. Yeah.
2: Don't do don't it. Don't go there. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't you do know. it. Um, don't. Because let's just say that, you you know, we've talked about this before, but there is, you know, um, an energetic exchange with uh, sexual intimacy. And if you're not, if you're, you know, even if you have that hint of something that you don't want to do, then just just don't do it. Now don't. number eight <laughs> yeah, dope. don't Don't um, go to bed
3: with a price on your head. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do the crime if yes. you can't do the time. Don't do yeah. it. You gotta keep your eye on the sparrow. I'm sorry. I'm having
2: a beretta <laughs> flashback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So number eighteen, the inability or unwillingness to ever hear your viewpoint. Now, if the person is constantly interrupting you, and you know what you what you've expressed is quickly forgotten, uh, I, I experienced that in my my marriage. Um, he would hear me, he, he wouldn't interrupt me, but. Uh, um, It it was as if, like, the things that I had talked about were quickly forgotten. Um, And, you know, if the conversation, if a person continues to talk and talk and talk and talk, you know, and, you know, there isn't a conversation, there's more of a monologue, um, and that is an indication of, uh, a relationship where you are uh involved with a controlling person um, uh if you try to get feedback about how the behavior um you know makes you feel and and you know the question is, is whether have they actually taken in it or do they dismiss it out of hand you know mm yeah okay. uh, you know it's not not but you know it's not a good space to be in yeah you know you you are a sovereign being you you deserve to be heard you deserve to be listened to. And, you know, there should be some type of mutual exchange that's beneficial for both of you. Anything okay. you'd like to add, Harvey?
3: Mm-hmm. Nope. I like all of that. You I like all, of all that? Of that? Okay. Yeah, because it's <laughs> very true. It, relationships, we make it more complicated than it has to be. And so what we're going through here, you know, with these controlling issues, it doesn't have to be this complicated more important than whether it's complicated or not you if you're the person who's involved with someone like this don't have to put up with it you don't you think you do and you'll make up a million excuses why i love them well if i don't they're going to do this and there are all these excuses you know what until you step up Put on your big boy or girl panties and say enough is enough. I can't take this anymore. This is over. And be willing to do whatever you got to do because the alternative is you stay under the thumb, under the foot, under the rule of somebody else, and you never, ever get the opportunity to be who you truly are or have the love that you truly deserve. And the crazy thing about it is you really do deserve it. You just don't know it. That's why you're dealing with a bad relationship, because you don't know how great you are. You don't know how wonderful you are. You don't know that you can do and have better. That's all I got. I ain't got no more. I'm done right there. That's all I'm saying.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. Enough said. Um, um, But we still have two more. Uh the number nineteen is pressuring you towards unhealthy behaviors like substance abuse. If mm. They they um, and what they say here is so with somebody who does uh, undermines your fitness goals. Um they're if you're trying to quit smoking they kind you know, they keep tempting you with cigarettes. Uh they're not respecting your you know, decisions, uh to only have one drink and they would rather that you have three. You know, these are ways that they say that people, controlling people, can thwart your attempts to be healthier, to be a stronger person. And here's the thing. If you become that stronger person, you don't need them. And that oh, is ultimately <laughs> why they will try to derail you from whatever your goals may be. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um and especially, uh, you know, I I don't know, I you know I I don't recall ever having this particular experience, but I did hear about one person who, you know, he he was working towards getting he was you know had been addicted to drugs and things of that nature got caught at work and so and so they put him in a rehab program and what would happen. <clears throat> What would happen is, you know, when the person found out, and this seems to be something that's consistent with, um, you know, um, I guess that drug experience, but mm-hmm. he he mentioned that, you know, one time he was in bed and he, what happened was one of the women that he had had some type of involvement would come into his room and blow the smoke in his face, you know, wow. for the, for, for, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, it's not – and apparently this is not something that is unusual. Again, you know, they – the person is not wanting you to elevate beyond where they are. So if you – you know, this is one of the reasons why especially, um, especially when you are looking to make significant changes, this is the reason why they say that you need to change up who it is that is around you. Especially for for me, where I really really see that this is quite pronounced is when people are are, are looking are dealing with addiction, and so you need to hang around people who are going to be there and support you, in you know in getting better, in being stronger, in being more independent, and in, you know and, and putting yourself in a stronger uh, stronger state. So. Um, and I, and I, I do recall like uh, there was this, there was this man um, who had been homeless and had uh, this really magnificent, magnificent speaking voice. And when he was looking to get, stop being homeless,
0: uh-huh. and
2: it, it, you stop being homeless and live a healthier life, you know, get off the drugs and all of that the The woman that he that was his girlfriend would say that she was gonna do everything she could do to you know thwart him from you know from you know stopping her his you know uh, her drug partner mhm anyway do you do you have anything or have anything to add to that?
3: I don't. I ain't got nothing to say about that kind of craziness because that's just craziness. But people do it. You know, people can be so insecure that it, if you love them, you'll keep getting high with them. You'll keep doing what you're doing with them. And instead of them wanting to make a change for the better, they want you to stay right where you were. Why? Because this is where you were when they met you. This is who you are. How are you going to change up the game now? Come on. Come on, hit this blunt one more time, just one more time. You know, I ain't going to ask you no more after this. Yes, I will again and again, again and again. You know, as long as I'm doing it, I want you to do it with me. I don't want to be here by myself. I want you to be doing bad, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's craziness. That's craziness But okay. again, it comes right back down to the same thing It always comes down to respecting and loving yourself The more you love yourself The less you're willing to put up with all kinds of craziness The less you're willing to be with people who, you know, you think they love you You'll start to recognize what love really look like And you say, yeah, you know, you don't love me the way I need you to love me And that's not a bad thing It's just not what I want It's not what I need So it's not going to work for us Arrivederci. Hasta la vista, baby. Uh,
2: (laughs) And number 20. Okay, so actually 19 and 20 could be combined together. And number 20 is rewarding your professional or educational goals by making doubt yourself again, Mm. you know. You may yeah, 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 you know. Again, it's about whenever you you really want people around you who who support your educational goals and here's the here's the interesting thing. Uh this is a you know, um you know those naysayers. I I'll you know one of my favorite um I it's a a video that I actually have put up on Facebook um, with the first lady, and she was, you know, one of the things she went to Harvard University, uh-huh. and and she talks about, you know, how the people around her were saying, you know, you, you know, I we you think you're just aiming just a little too high for yourself. We know, you know, we don't think that you had. She was, and she was like. You know, she went ahead and she applied and she, of course, got in. And
0: when Mm -hmm. she got
2: there, like, and she looked around at the other students there. She's like, these people are no smarter than me. You know, I can hang with this. And what were those people thinking? So those naysayers, uh, those people who are unsupportive of your goals and your dreams, uh, that they don't have anything really constructive to say, you know, the people who are trying to cut your confidence, you know, and and here's the thing, They're, these people, this may not necessarily be people who are trying to control you, although they are not looking for you to excel beyond where they are. No, it's just, you know... Um, and especially if you're in a relationship and here's the thing your relationship should be the one place the you know, one place where you should feel empowered the one yeah. place where you know you you know that this person is like you know next to yourself is like one of your main champions. You have know, that mm-hmm. your soft place to fall, the place where you know you you can find honor and respect for your goals, and you guys are working as a team. And when one does better, both of you do better. And if you if you have somebody who's undermining or trying to thwart you from your goals, then you know that is a great big old red flag as to you know whether or not, you know this is a healthy relationship. Period. Uh, anything that you would like to add, Reverend Harvey?
3: No, you said it all, Reverend
2: Olin, You're it knocking
3: all. it out of the park
2: today. You just killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, well, you know before we before we uh, wrap it up, you know, I know that we didn't really get into get the opportunity to really talk about this, but one of the reasons, or we talked about it, but we only talked about it briefly, but one of the reasons that people uh, tend to be controlling is because they're feeling insecure about themselves they figure that if they can control the dynamic of their relationship that you know that they will be happy but the only thing that they do is they you know they they exert their control in the relationship they don't really get to know the person authentically and end up in addition to hurting in addition to hurting the other person, they actually hurt themselves as well. So, you know, perhaps one of these days we're going to revisit this particular subject and we can talk a little bit more about what people can do to, you know, recognize and heal from um, this particular issue. But, uh, Reverend Harvey, is there anything that you would like to add before we sign off?
3: Yeah, I would. If you find yourself in the situations that we've described today, then reach out to me. Because I can coach you through it with self-love coaching. I coach on the seven pillars of self-love and everything that we talked about today. And thank you, Reverend Arlene, for bringing up such a wonderful subject to discuss this evening. Everything comes down to how you feel about yourself. It's not about the other person. It never was about the other person. Everything since day one when you first got here, it's always been about you and God, whether you want to hear that or not. It's always been that way, and it always will be that way. So it's not about the other person. The other person can't make you whole because you're already whole. The other person can't complete you. Because there's no script here. There's no director and there's no Cuba Gooden. You
0: know,
3: (laughs) the only thing the other person can do
0: plus